Well, most people didn't think it was going to happen, but it finally did. We are indeed back. Welcome to episode 10 of Two Player Split Screen. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Berry. To my left, in his triumphant return from the depths of Illinois. The iron jungle of Chicago. Yeah, uh, Blake Schultz. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, buddy? I, I well, I mean, I saw you last night, but it's right. like I hadn't seen you in about a Six month. weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was in Chicago for a while, back home, working on a show. Not this, not one of these shows, but another show. Uh, and a show I'm that back. Gets you paid. <laughs> right, one of those fancy payment jobs that you hear tales of. Um, but now we're back, and we're ready with our cameras going. So that's going to be yeah, fun and exciting. It's the, it's the new and improved two-player. Our inaugural screen. episode of putting everything online. Yeah, we should so. probably get our YouTube channel set up. I mean, we have. Didn't the, I do that? Or, did I do that? We have. I did, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got ever, all of that's fine. Talk about that later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So since it's been three months since we did an episode, I thought, uh, why focus on just one topic each like we normally do when we could talk about? Good lord, we could probably be here for three hours talking I about know. all the stuff that has happened in the past ninety days. So, well, as per usual with these episodes as you knock my cord out of my computer. Um, let's start with uh, some Amiibo talk. Yeah. It's been a wild uh, It's been a wild couple months, that's for damn sure. I don't even remember what the last thing we updated on was. Um, so screw it, we'll just get into, right into the newest news. So I think the biggest thing that happened was the retro three-pack that came up, yes, right? Sir. That was yep. obviously the big kind of what the heck are they doing situation where GameStop got an exclusive deal to get both, not both, all three of Mr. Game & Watch, Duck Hunt, and Rob the Robot. Yep. Uh, they're sort of packaging them all together as a retro 8-bit NES throwback fun pack. Sure, yeah. Um, it doesn't look so far as if any of those three are going to be sold separately, which is kind of an issue for people who only say wanted Duck Hunt or Rob. Um, you're just going to have to import, it looks yeah. like. That's the only way you're going to get them separately. Which, if there's one thing, the last wave, the Dark Pit, Palatina, and even Ganondorf, and Zero Suit Samus, the importing actually isn't that bad. The prices, they're about 20 bucks on Amazon and Amazon Prime. And really, especially with Best Buy, because I was working when that went live, so I didn't have a chance to get to the store early, and I was in a big control room with a thousand TV screens making a reality show, so I didn't have a chance to obviously leave. So I just decided to import it and save myself the hassle. Um, but while I was doing that, I did check BestBuy.com once, and it was up. And I was like, oh, I can save a few bucks. And mm -hmm. first it was like $12.99, and then tax brings it up to about 15 And then and shipping from that wow. brings it up to 21 or so. So really, unless you can walk into the store and walk right out, you're not even really saving any money by not importing. Unless you really want it to have the American... Yeah. Text if on if the you're box. keeping it in box and you're trying to get the all North American like collection, but neither of us are doing that. Ours right. are clearly out of the box, as you can as you can see on our table right here. So, yeah, I, I came to the same conclusion uh, back when I was getting like Charizard and Wario. I was like, I can just import these and it's gonna be the same price, and I can get them from Amazon, and I just don't have to have any headaches. Right. Well, and it's funny to me, too, um, a lot of people were really up in arms about that three-pack, but I got us, especially compared to all of the other waves, it's amazing how much better this one was handled. They, that's that's Each true. store seemed to get more than about 30 a pop, which is, a, even for like a, a small video game launch, unless you're Call of Duty or something else, your store is probably going to get about 50 to 60 copies of the game at launch. Mm -hmm. So for a, I mean, a toy that's obviously very popular, but still, I don't know how popular they are not amongst the collectors. Like, everything I know is right. Yeah, is the further saying. side that's trying to get everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people outside of the sort of super big fans are clamoring for Duck Hunt, Game & Watch, Dark Pit. Like, once they're kind of past phase wave one... They're getting into the, the deeper and deeper you get into a toy line, and we see this with a lot of toys. I mean, look at something like even like the Marvel Build-A-Figures. Once right. they get into like Hercules, Hyperion, 
and all of these kind of just vague characters from the Silver Age, people stop buying them. Mm -hmm. So you see less in stock. So then the 30 people who do collect all of them have to hunt for those ones. Which, you know, arguably, sometimes that's part of the fun, but it just hasn't been with Amiibos. And how well, it's been a mess. How, yeah, it's been an absolute mess. But even, like, the last time I checked, which was last week, the 3-pack was still up for pre-order yep. on their it, website. It's been up for... I, I want to say it's still up. I mean, it was on the homepage when I was on GameStop. On, yeah. Uh, GameStop.com on Friday, and they don't usually have those the Amiibo pre-orders on the homepage because they are so scarce, so... I mean, hopefully this is a sign for the future that, like, the times are changing and it's just going to be a lot easier to yeah. get these as long as you pre-order them in a timely fashion. Right. Yeah, and I mean, as long as you're on top of it, for the most part, you're all right. Like, even... I just straight up missed Paulatina because I was working. Like, I just wasn't there when it went live. But it seemed like it was up for a good two or three hours. Everyone seemed to get one. Same deal with Dark Pit. I didn't hear any stories of everyone like clamoring for it and people going crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're not. You can't walk into a store now, and Amazon hasn't restocked Palutena, so there's that issue. Has there been any word of if that restock is actually happening? I don't know. <laughs> they kind of just seem to do it with the restocks. There's not really like a big yeah. thing around it. But it seems to be improving, and now I mean we're almost through the Super Smash Brothers wave. Like we have September. Pretty much cleans us out except for Falco, which I'm 100% sure at this point. I said it before on the show, but there's no way they're not going to use that with Star Fox when that comes out. Well, right, and the timing matches up pretty much perfectly from like what we know about Star Fox. Like, right. Uh, the fall release, unless something happens. It is going to be a little, and I wonder then too if that means that's when we'll see the DLC characters. Because it would be weird to just do one amiibo at a time. Unless they're going to do a Star Fox wave that they haven't announced yet. Well, we have the Animal Crossing ones. That's true. Too, right? So that might be coupled with like, All that. those guys. So, Which I will happily ignore those and those cards. Yeah, the cards I'm definitely not going to get into. I, I'll probably break down and get a couple of the Animal Crossing ones. But Yeah. See, I have, I have no attachment to that series. I have <laughs> zero attachment to it. You didn't play New Leaf? I played the GameCube one, and I really liked it, and I played one of the DS ones and was like, this is fine. But there's, it's one of those games, I kind of had the same problem with Destiny, where once I really feel like all I'm doing is grinding or building, and there's not really a story or yeah. goal around it, I'm just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it. Okay. It's almost like a suspension of disbelief. Like, I'm out of the game when I'm like, oh, I'm just here to get armor, or I'm just here to build my house... I tend to kind of wave off and not care as much. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, besides that, uh, it's kind of it on the Amiibo front. Yeah, I mean, like, there's... want to go all the way back. I like, don't I think, think we, we do. You, I, mean, I mean, what's your what's your count at? You're, you've got every single I am all out, caught right? up. I am 100% caught up. I had a friend snag me Ness. I imported... Right? Yeah. I imported Palutena, Dark Pit, Ganondorf, and Zero Suit Samus, and I have the Retro Pack pre-ordered. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm still just I still just haven't spent the time to or spent the money to buy Villager and Wii Fit Trainer. But besides yeah. that, I'm caught up. So yeah, I mean it's we're winding down, and then I I'm think gonna I'm gonna be, stop. I oh after this Smash Wave, I'm out. There's no there's no two ways. Even if I even if they made something that I really liked, and they've made two things that I really like in the 8-bit Mario and the Woolly Yoshi, and I want them both, and I will buy them both. I will not buy both of the 8-bit Marios, and I will not buy all three of the Yarn Yoshis because that's just ridiculous. I'm sure there are people out there who want a blue, pink, and green Yoshi. I'm not into it. I just want the green one. Yeah, that's all I, just I care want the about. Standard green. Um. I have so many now. I have so many. It's at a point where once this... We talked about this before, but I sort of feel like starting with this Super Smash Brothers wave is going to shoot Nintendo in the foot. Because at a certain point, like, even the casual collectors eventually are going to be like, this is a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if they keep cranking them out, like, we haven't even heard word of a Super Mario Wave 2. We know there'll be a Zelda wave at some point. We know each of these series is going to end up getting a wave. And it's like, I, I don't need 
six Ganons and five Lynx and nine Samuses and two Foxes. And I don't have the room for it. Like, it's just obscene. And I'm going to get them all because now they're part of a set. But at a certain point, I'm just like, what are we doing? And when does it end? And it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, that's, that's the thing. It doesn't win. Works. Right. It doesn't stop. And that's why, like, other things that I kind of collect, like... The Funko Pops, I can stop whenever I want because I know that that's well, they're just gonna. Also, it's impossible to collect every yeah. single one of those, so you never have to worry about that. There's 90 Marvel ones alone. 90. 90? They've made 90 of them. Wow. I got that Daredevil from my girlfriend last night, and I looked at that little number in the corner, and it says 90. And all of a sudden, I was like, they've made 90 that's Marvel Pop vinyls. Probably got like a dozen. Right. Did that include the Hulkbuster? Yeah, right. he was on it. Oh. Um, cool. Right, so that's just like, that's just a sense of pride for me that we have that one. Yeah, so I'm just like, it's getting, and it's every time, like, I was so happy when I imported Zero Suit Samus for like 19 bucks on Amazon, because I was like, okay, I can breathe for a month. I have August to just sit back, if I decide I want to pre-order Bowser Jr., Dr. Mario, and Olimar, I can. The options there, apparently Tyler has a ghost. That's messing with the curtains. Yep. Yep. It's totally not our cat. Um, but I was just kind of like, what now? Like, and then I hop online and I'm on just that NDC Amiibo group and the collectors for California. Yeah. And both of them are already posting like stock numbers and is Dr. Mario a Target exclusive and this and this and this. And I was just like... 50,000 units apparently was reported today that yeah. Target is going to get of Dr. Mario. And a part of me was just like, I just want to opt out for a week. Well, it's what, like, I'm just so, I'm so done with, like, trying to keep track of all that stuff. Like, you saw it last night, I was just like... Fuck it. I'm just going to go on Amazon and pre-order Dr. Mario yeah. for $19 right now. Yeah. And I did, and now I know that I'm getting it, albeit probably not until the beginning of October because it's shipping from China, but right. who cares? Or shipping from Japan, but who I'm cares? just like, I don't know. And if anybody agrees or disagrees with us, let us know in the comments. I want to hear where everybody else is at with this because it's just getting... The f it's still kind of fun, and I still get excited it's when I get a new one. It's not as much fun as it was. But even like a really good example, um, I should have brought it with me, and I didn't. I'll um, I'll take a picture of it later. But I showed you. I was back home, and I brought back a few of my old collectibles from then. And I have this old acrylic, really nice statue of Donkey Kong on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that if that's a good people don't statue. remember. It came with the Platinum Game Boy Advance back in like 2004 or 5 or maybe even earlier, 2001. Um, I don't really remember. but Which is funny because doesn't it have the blue Game Boy Advance it's got the, on the It's statue? got the purple one, or yeah. The, purple one. That's the, the, indigo, the indigo, I think, one, was the color yeah. they went with because it launched with indigo and arctic. Right. And then that pink clear one. Um, and then they added the Platinum one later on, right before the SP came out. And... It's really nice, and it's really fun, and it's really special to have, and there wasn't a huge hassle around it. It was one of those things where if you wanted it, you could pre-order it, you could walk in and buy it, and it's really nice and really detailed, and it just kind of sits there and looks nice, where the Amiibos consume everything. It's been almost a year, and they're just there. My entire entertainment system is Amiibos. I've bought two shelves, mm -hmm. which means I've had to physically change my apartment to hold all of them. I had to drill holes into a wall and make sure that those holes were matched, that it was level, that it was nicely spaced for my television. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had to drill holes that I will later have to pay for when I leave my apartment so that I had enough space for all of these Amiibos. It's getting ridiculous. Man, you are... Uh... About but my point is, it used to, like, when these old collectibles, or even, like, the, uh, they made a stuffed companion cube for Portal that I have. And that was another, like, really fun, kind of elusive, but you could get it kind of thing. And it used to just be exciting, like, something nice and detailed would pop up, or something in a collector's edition mm -hmm. would show up, and you'd get excited, and it was fun. And with the Amiibos, they've hit a point where every time Nintendo gets on one of their directs or on a stage at E3 or at Comic-Con or WonderCon or any of these conventions where they show them, there's almost this just collective, like, 
Because we know it's gonna like we know what's gonna go on. The pre-order's gonna go up, and it seems like it's getting better. But it's possible that GameStop's gonna crash. It's possible that Target's gonna have to like put up signs everywhere. Employees that work there aren't allowed to take them home anymore. And then we're gonna have to battle to get this thing, and it's just like, I don't even know if I want to do the DLC characters. Like, I might just get Falco and be like, it's be done. done. I'm not even gonna touch the me. And let's talk about him. the me fighters for a minute. That'll be our last kind of point. Okay, with it. yeah, yeah. I just I that no I don't understand. I don't understand. I the appeal of these amiibo to me has always been that. We're, us in North America were finally getting figures for all these characters we yeah. cared about for a long time because like we like Nintendo uh, toy lines have never been like big in North America before yeah. we've never had this much access to this many characters both really well known and obscure like th there's no appeal in a generic me amiibo. Well, and who's using me fighter? Who out there? Like know. even whenever Smash does their DLC, like they just introduced a DLC skin for King Karul, which is, to me is awesome because I love the old Donkey Kong games, and we haven't yeah. seen that character show up since DK sixty four, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's awesome. I'd rather him be a character because. I mean, there's really not enough big bad guys in that game to me anyways. Um, and I was kind of like, one, this is almost sort of a slap to like people who were big fans of that. Because who's really using Mii Fighter at, like, at all? No one, to my knowledge, is using it. Do people like who are new to the series that are using King Karul skins, do they even know who that character is? Or is he now like a vague enough character like when Smash Brothers 1 came out and Ness and Captain Falcon were the two that people were kind of like, what is this? Or like Ice Climbers and Melee or Rob and 3 and Brawl. There's always a few characters that the newer generation is like, hang on. And to have a character like that that you could do that with again and then just make him a skin mm -hmm. was very strange to me. Because I'm just sort of like, who's getting excited about me Fighter skins? But more to my point with the Amiibos then, the point of the Mii Fighter at first to me was I was like, that's kind of fun. There is, I like to use my Mii Racer in Mario Kart. Yeah. Especially with the new suits from all the mm -hmm. Amiibos. There is something fun of like, I made this character, he kind of looks like me, it's fun, it's different, it's stupid. He fights the way I want it to fight. But when you make that a generic figure, it sort of takes away the fun of that character. Yeah. It really takes away the customiz customization. Mm -hmm. It takes away kind of this 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 personal thing that's I made. That's sort of gone. And then even to go a step further, all it does is make an AI for you to use in the game that you train, but it's still kind of its own thing. You don't get to take your me and play it. Like if they did a special send away and I could be like, here's what my me looks like. Here's the co costume he wears. Here's if he's a gunner, a fighter, or a brawler, and then they sent me like me, I'd be into that. Yeah. That I'd be really into. So I could and I can see I guess where if like people customize amiibos, this is kind of like the blank Funko Pop. Like Funko sells those just like white, do whatever you want with it, because mm -hmm. there is that community. So I could see where some people will do it. But then again, why the three pack? I don't know. And I don't know if that's confirmed or not yet, but it makes sense to yeah. do it that way. Um, um, that's I, that. That's the first time that I've been like... That's the first Amiibo announcement where I've been like, are we sort of stretching well, and he's, a bit with this? Well, like, I mean, it's why? the same thing with a lot of toy lines. We're getting into Hyperion and everybody else. Sure. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But, like, the Mii Fighter... Like, I was doing one of the challenges in Super Smash Brothers where you have to beat... Uh, classic mode with every single character at like seven or higher okay. whatever difficulty set it is I believe it's seven and I got to my last character with it and right before I started I was kind of like am I gonna have to do this with me fighter and all three of them like is that gonna be it? and you don't which means the game that he's in doesn't care enough about that character to make him a factor when you're unlocking things so why should I care about this me fighter mm -hmm. amiibo yeah, um, 
It's that's just weird to me. Right. I don't know what else to say about it. I don't think I'll be buying them. No, I don't need it. I have yeah. no connection. It's I mean, it's Splatoon's. just not an iconic character to me. Like me, like me's to me have never been interesting. They've really? never been what's made like the Wii and the Wii U and the 3DS interesting to me. Like I have no connection to them. I made my me sort of look like me, but I just didn't even really care about yeah. that. I don't care about anything to do with the me-verse or any of that kind of stuff. I just care about the games that I'm playing on these systems. So right. the Miis have never resonated with me, and that's why probably why these Amiibo don't resonate with me. No, and I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if they res they might resonate with some people. I guess if you were, maybe if you were a kid when the Wii came out and that was your first Nintendo system, maybe it's fun. So if anybody can answer this question for me, it's been preying on my mind for some time. Mm -hmm. If the Miis are fun, if they're worth it, are you excited about it? I don't know. Get into it. We need to take a little bit of a break. We do. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk some actual video games. Yeah. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. Yeah. We spent uh, a lot of time on Amiibo talk, so let's get into some actual video game talk. Um, I know you wanted to talk about your experiences with one of my favorite games so far this year, uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Yes. Uh, giant spoilers. We're going to get into just giant about spoilers, everything. Story spoilers, um, iterations of the comics spoilers, other side mission spoilers... I mean, so if you really can't bear the spoilers, which is understandable if you haven't finished the game, I would recommend just skipping about, what, 15 minutes ahead? Yep. yep. Just, I would just go right to the next video yeah, of Tyler's. Yeah, just go right to the next segment for sure. Um, um, but with that being said, go ahead, buddy. Yeah. All right, so this game was awesome. Yes. It took me... I've had a weird thing, not with Asylum, but I had it with City and I had it with Origins, where it takes me a little bit of time to really warm up to it. Like, to kind of get used to gliding around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Batmobile, there's a strange... Oof, especially the Batmobile. I I honestly was not into it. There's so much of it. Not into it. I wasn't... Did you upgrade it a lot? Yes. Okay. Because I was real stupid, and I've done this with every single Arkham game, where I get about halfway through the game, if not a little bit more, until I'm like... This is really, really hard. Oh, I need to upgrade my shit. Yeah. And then it's better. I don't think I got good at with the Batmobile. And it's so much. It's It shocked me how many times Batman would get into a cave or on a roof or in a base and be like, I need to figure out how to get the Batmobile up here. No, you don't. It relies. You're Batman. So many... So many ends of missions relied on the Batmobile to bail you out. It just got kind of ridiculous after a while. Well, and also for a game that whole series has been like, be Batman, become Batman, you are Batman, you are vengeance, you are the knight, you are the goddamn Batman. The second I got into that race car tank, I'm not Batman anymore. The second I hit the change into battle mode button and the giant artillery cannon and machine gun rolled up and it was just like, run into people, it's fine. <laughs> he's got a little lightning force field. He's not killing people, he's Batman. Wrong. <laughs> it's just shooting rubber bullets through a tank. That's not gonna do anything except make them, t what are they, trank darts? He's shooting people in the face with 60 millimeter beads of rubber. Have you ever played paintball or with BBs? They still hurt. He's, and then he goes 90 miles an hour through elaborate mazes that the city has been mated to. 
Can you just sit? Jesus, bro, you're just like, man. All right, <coughs> take a breath, calm down. This is why his voice gets all bad. You're going to be okay. Um, We're going to get through this. But I was like, it wasn't until one of the, those, the city of disarmament or whatever they call the missions, the big bombs that's oh, the militia yeah. that turns out to be Deathstroke. Or first spoiler, once the Arkham Knight goes away, you find out that the militia is Deathstroke and right. you get a battle with him, which I will get into in a moment. Um, and there's one of those bombs that's like, and they don't go up incrementally. Like the first one you find is like three people and you're like, whatever. And the sixth one you find is like 20. And then it kind of starts being random. And I found one of the bombs at a point when I should not have found it. And there were like 60 or so <laughs> tanks. Awesome. And that's the mission where I almost broke my controller, but I pushed through it. And towards the end of that mission was when I was like, I understand the tank now. You really have to slow down. You got to focus on those stupid auto missiles. Like every other tank is just like, we've locked down the Batman and we're shooting missiles at him. And you have to machine gun those. Yep. And then they show all of them. The drone hacking helps a lot with yes, that. Yes, that was, that was a huge help. I, I upgraded that as soon as I could. Yeah. That made it pretty awesome. And then it gets fun. You're still not Batman. Nope. That's, you're closer to like Iron Man in that thing. Um, which was also disappointing because I went back and I rewatched the Arkham Asylum trailer mm -hmm. for no real reason. Um, and the Batmobile he drives in that is straight out of the animated series. Like, you get that cutscene of it with the big, like, tail fins and, like, the Tim Burton circle on the top. Right. And I was just kind of like, when did they decide to make it this death machine? Like, somewhere along the way. And especially for a game that marketed as, like, it's just another tool in your tool belt. It's 80% of that game. Mm -hmm. And then even with Deathstroke... It's the kind of the coolest thing. You beat all the militia, and Deathstroke's like, I'm coming for you, Batman. It's personal. Da, 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 da. And Batman gets on his Skype call, which is... no. Everyone should know who Bruce Wayne is in this game. Because he constantly pulls a giant screen from his wrist. And no one uses code names on these walkies. He's just like, Alfred, yes, Mr. Bruce? Call Barbara and Tim Drake. You know, Oracle and Robin. I need their help. Remember, this is Batman calling. Also, Bruce Wayne. The villains can see my Skype call. I should get off of it. The, the fact that no one has just hacked into that... Like, when the Arkham Knight shows up and he's like, I know who you are and I know how you think and I know who all your friends are, I was like, oh, this could be any thug in Gotham. Right. Who just was walking down the street and saw him being like, oh, for Saw a 20-inch screen pop up right. out of his arm. Did you remember to get the milk for when I'm home at Wayne Manor? Call. I'm going to go to Wayne Tower. <laughs> you know, my company. Right. Like, constantly. He's just like, man, I really hope no one finds out that I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it's like he wants to be caught It's like he's getting lonely at this point It's just Aww. like Alfred it's me Bruce You know The, the son of Thomas and Martha Wayne You know My parents who died And that's the whole reason I became the Batman The Batman Please be my friend I know I've run all of you over with my death tank But I'm lonely there's no way he didn't kill a million people in oh, that game. Or at least when I was driving that tank around, there's no reason, I, there's and, no way I didn't kill And I people. love that they were just kind of like, oh, we've evacuated Gotham, so it's just you and the bad guys. You don't need to worry about civilians. Drive through the buildings if you want to. We'll rebuild. <laughs> Using that Wayne fortune that's lying around. But, uh, but Deathstroke, so he's like, so then Al, so you get on the horn with Alfred. And you're like, raise up the bridges. This is how it ends. And I was like, oh, awesome. It's going to be like a, a stealthy... Because it's Deathstroke. He's a hand-to-hand -hand assassin. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And if you haven't played it yet, the next thing Alfred says is, be careful, Master Wayne. His tank is bigger than yours. And I remember just being like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, also, God. why not just call the bat plane? <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, this would be sweet if he was like, raise the bridges and call the bat plane. <laughs> I was just like, too much tanks. 
Too much tanks. Too many. Every time I played it, the theme song from that YouTube video, Too Many Cooks, came into my head. And I was like, we could just recut a trailer for this to Too Many Tanks because of how often there are tanks. But besides that, the game was great. The game's awesome. Um, my other little small issue, and it's rectified if you do one of the longest submissions, not a lot of real boss fights. Like, when, yeah. you, when you fight the Arkham Knight, yeah, it's... Like, Arkham Asylum had, like, that Killer Croc sequence, <sighs> and Bane, and even that stupid Titan Joker that I thought was just the dumbest that thing. That was pretty dumb. Um, and City had, like, Freeze. Hush, that free, Freeze. Mr. Freeze fight was dope. Ivy. Like, Those everybody. Those great boss fights. And then this one, like, Arkham Knight is constantly just sort of, either you fight him in a tank, which you do several times... Or in a helicopter, or, attack or, helicopter thing. Yeah. That's the first time you fight him. And then the last time you fight him, it's kind of, it is kind of a throwback to Asylum, where it's a lot of swinging around and being stealthy and picking people off one by one. But then you just kind of mount him, and at this point you've figured out... Sorry. <laughs> ...that he's Jason Todd. It's a, it's a Red Hood story. Except in this version of it, the Joker has kept him underneath Arkham Asylum and has been torturing him for years, so he's not dead and come back. He's just wounded. Um, and then you kind of just pummel him and keep being like, Jason, you can still be Robin. And Jason's like, no, I can't. You left me to die and then immediately replaced me with a small child. This isn't an option anymore, Batman. Uh, and then he just kind of leaves. And that's sort of the end of the fight. The big scarecrow fight after a really sweet Joker sequence. Because they're using the best narrative ever and the Joker is just in your head which is amazing. It's pretty, yeah, I really liked it. Um, after a really sweet Joker sequence in Batman's brain, where he literally just punches his psyche until the Joker's not there anymore, because that's the Batman solution to all of his problems. Makes sense. I'm going to punch it in the face until it stops being crime. Um, and then that's it. There's no really final fight with Scarecrow, which is a shame because he also had some really cool sequences in Asylum, where he just injected you with the toxin and you played through these little moments. But the Riddler... Yes, this is what I really wanted to talk to you about. So I decided this time around... Like a crazy person. Because Gotham needed me to get all 247 Riddler trophies. The reason being, the Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. He's got a really good storyline with Catwoman in this game. He has somehow inexplicably built mazes of racetracks underneath Gotham City right. casually. Which also, not riddles. Edward, not riddles. Not even, no. Just, not, just trial and error or yeah. blind just, luck it's, or just It's a race. Easy. It's a race. Not a riddle. Not even close to a riddle. Nope. Um, and then I was kind of like, I also was out of town. I had nothing else to do except get all these trophies. There's too many. If there had been yeah, that's two hundred and forty-seven too many. If there had been a hundred, I would have been like five. Yeah, okay, a hundred is reasonable to me. Like, there's plenty of times where I've had to get a hundred of something to complete, like get a trophy yeah. in yeah. a game or something. I'm fine with that, but dude, two hundred forty-seven, come on. And they're obscure, and they've made it better. You could interrogate the people and just find them that way. They'll be on the map. It's not that bad. The thing that's a bitch, and if nobody else has encountered this, here's what you do. I had finished all of the ones on Founder's Island, and I went onto the little screen where it checks them all off for you, and I was still missing five destructible items and like six trophies, which I was really upset about. Because yeah. if I pulled up my map, it was like, you have no more riddles on this island. And I was like, well, something's amiss. Um, there's a really quick sequence earlier in the game where you go down into these subway tunnels with the Batmobile. It's another moment where he's like, how do I get the Batmobile here? And you're like, you don't. You're Batman. Do anything else. Use any of your other gadgets. Um, you don't need a tank all the time. But Yeah, use your bat skateboard use your, or something. Use your anti-shark repellent. That's always an option. Um, but he... There are... The, that many trophies are down there, and they mm -hmm. don't show up until a certain part in the story, which happens with Panessa Studios, Stag Airships, 
and the Arkham Knight HQ, but the Riddler will like come onto the television and tell you that that happens. He never tells you about the subway ones. And there's never really a moment where you ever have to go back there. And unlike all of the other subsections that have like, you could, there's a checklist for Panessa, there's a checklist for Arkham Knight, there's no checklist for the subway. They're just part of Founders Island. Uh, I only found it from one of the interrogators. It's like the subway station and it checks them off on your map. And then I just went over the map until I found like a little location area that was like the entrance of the subway. Okay. And there they all were. So there's That's a Blake Schultz pro tip, kids. So there's no glitch. I was so worried that I was gonna have a glitch and that it was all for naught or that it was some other nonsense or whatever happened happened. But yeah, just the subway. There's five Arkham Knight shields to break, a handful of Riddler trophies and two riddles. And then you're done. And that boss fight. Not only that boss fight, but also the cutscene you get with Catwoman are worth it. Mm-hmm. The boss fight, so if you he you beat all the races and he gets up in this giant like Krang suit. He basically looks like Krang. And is like, you need to fight me, but I'm gonna run away because I'm the Riddler and I know that you will win. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm skinny. Yeah. And you're the vengeance. Um, so then when you come back, there's this really fun moment where he changes the colors of all the robots that help him. And then Catwoman shows up, and you get to do a really good tag team Catwoman-Batman fight. And it's such a... sexy. It's a tight fight. It's really intuitive. It's really the only real boss fight. Like, all the Mm -hmm. other ones, like, you kind of just casually stop Penguin with Nightwing. Two-Face just gets knocked out. Man-Bat you never fight, but his storyline is great. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Deathstroke is just a tank battle. And that's really it. Like, there's no other big bad guy. Um, and then you get this great scene with Catwoman and Batman where she's basically like, let's go have sex because you saved me from the Riddler. And he's like, no, I need to save the city. By the way, I'm going to kill myself tonight. Like, he's just sort of subtly... It's this really... Like, the ending for it, there's two endings. There's the one where Wayne Manor just blows up, and he's dead, and that's it. Game over. The longer one, if you get 100%, he thanks Gordon, it cuts, the, be- the Wayne Manor blows up, it cuts to a year later, and Gordon is basically like, it's been a year, we'll never know who killed Bruce Wayne, we'll never know who killed the Batman, but he once told me that, like, criminals need something to be afraid of, and now I don't know what they're going to fear, and it ends, it's very much the Batman crime alley story. These criminals corner people in an alley. They even rip off the woman's pearls. And then they see this guy dressed vaguely like Batman. And he spreads his wings and fire comes out of it. And his face burns and the bat symbol burns. And then it cuts. And a lot of people are like, is it Bruce? Is it the scare? Is it Scarecrow's toxin? Is it the Red Hood? Like, what's going on? And if you get Nightwing's cutscene at the end of Penguin, he mentions it, Bruce mentions, it's the last night, this is the last time we're going to talk. And that's kind of it. It's kind of a sad note. It's really good Nightwing and Bruce Wayne stuff, though. But the Catwoman one, he really gets into this idea that Gotham's at a point where it needs something better than himself. It needs something scarier, something that, like, basically he admits, like, Scarecrow won, he unmasked me. It's over. He proved that I can be defeated. Now we need something worse. Something that can only rise from the ashes of the Batman. Yeah. And she's like, well, we can do it together. And he's like, no, we can't. And he just gets in his tank and drives away. So I think if you get that ending, I think it's fairly obvious is the wrong word, but obvious. Come on. Um, that Bruce Wayne fakes his death, a la The Dark Knight Rises, yep. and rebuilds this new bat symbol, whether he's using the fear toxin or that was just an effect of the game, whatever. But the point is, he comes back bigger, badder, and scarier. Um, Which has been a thing that has happened in the comics before. We've seen it with Asriel, we've seen it with Dick Grayson. It's been a theme for Batman for a while that something else comes up. Um, But I will also say, there's no way that Bruce Wayne killed himself in that manner, because if everybody pays attention to it, he opens up a door, and Alfred goes, are you sure about this, Bruce? And Bruce goes, yeah, let's do it. It's the only way to protect them, which, no, it's not. Bruce Wayne dying does not protect Oracle or Nightwing or anybody else. No villain is going to be like, oh, Batman's dead. I guess we'll just stop doing crime. 
<laughs> wrong. <laughs> Valid point. Incorrect. <laughs> wrong call, Batman. I think what they've been trying to do for the last three games is kill you so they can do more crime. Yep. That's been the theme. Um, so, Alfred walks into the mansion with him, and then it blows up. Oh. Right? Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And immediately I was like, even if Bruce Wayne is like, I'm going to kill myself, he would why would let he... Alfred die. Why? <laughs> Although I would love to see it if he was like, Alfred, you're doing this with me. But Master Bruce, but Master no! <laughs> okay, so yeah. Clearly yeah. he did not kill himself. Right, so no. Him and Alfred went down a 60s-esque bat pole into, you know, the subterranean cave that he's had since he fell into it as a child. No, he's alive and well. Wow. Wow, that was a Go great Go play re- the Arkham Knights. Yeah. It's great. That was a great recap. It's kind of it. a bummer that it's Jason Todd after Rock said he was like, it's totally not Jason Todd. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> at the end, it was... Uh, it was good. It was good a really good retelling of that story. Yep. I, uh, I'm i a fan, and uh, clearly you are too, because you were a crazy person and got 100%. The whole so. thing. All right. <sighs> uh, well... But with that being said, uh, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, Thanks for sticking through... Blake's 20-minute rant about Batman. Uh, if you did, in fact, stick through it. If you didn't, I understand, because it was super spoilery. Yeah, it did have almost exclusively spoilers. <laughs> um, make the argument that it was entirely about it, spoilers. It was entirely spoilers, but that's okay. It, I mean, it's been out for almost two months now. Right. A lot of people have finished over it. it. Yeah. Um, so today, I thought we would finish up our show by talking about a soon-to-be-released game that is near and dear to both of our hearts. That would be Super Mario Maker. I... Words can't just do justice to how much I am excited for this game. Oh, yeah. It's weird that my excitement really... When the game was first announced, I really didn't care. Oh, same. I wasn't into it at all. At all. And it was just... It's just recently that I've been seeing all of the different things you can do and, like, watching tons of... Watching uh, video game websites do, like, Let's Plays and building levels and seeing all the different things that you can do with those creation tools. And it's just... It's blowing my mind, man. Like, I just... I want it in my hands right now. Well, it's funny because I did such a huge 180 of... I never really got into Little Big Planet. I talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Things like Animal Crossing, even Destiny, and this was kind of in the same wheelhouse of anything where I feel like I'm grinding for the sake of grinding, or I'm just building for the sake of building. I usually can't get into, especially when my philosophy with a lot of like build your own level games or the point of the game is that. No, no, no. I paid you $60 to build me a game. Don't just hand me your tools. I'm not going to go to Home Depot to buy a shelf and have them just be like, well, here's a hammer and some nails. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> no, make me your game. This, though, especially if you've played Mario as much as I have for decades, you can't really gauge anymore if you're good at the game or if you just know the map. And watching a lot of that... You were talking about that earlier. And that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that, that was a really interesting point that you brought up. Right, and... I felt like at E3 when they showed like the professional Mario players playing that game or even like the IGN editor stuff that they're doing yeah. right now, you're just like, oh, this is, it's the thing you didn't know that you wanted. Like it's... Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up because I mean, even when it was announced that it was coming, I didn't think that I wanted it until no. very recently. Yeah. Well, and even like if you go back... And play, like if you watch some of the stuff people are making with this, and then you go back, I'm playing Mario World right now. And if you go back to that game, you realize how at the start and every so often it's very flat is the wrong word, but it's very plateaued, it's very 
isometric even. There's just a lot of time jumps and bad guys. And if you kind of know the items and you know how to play, you can get through it. Mm-hmm. Where this is now like, hit a question block, it might be a Hammer Brothers. Go down that pipe, it might just lead to a bunch of Bowsers. Open that door, and it might just drop you 100 feet. Like you, You're not really playing by the same rules that Mario's had anymore. Yep. And I think that that's what's really exciting about it. And especially the way they're handling a lot of the um, the things that they're doing where... Because at first I was like, there's going to be so many impossible levels or broken levers, levels or people just trolling each other and being like, look at this hard game I made. Um, but you have to beat it. I love that. I think that is just such a brilliant way to go about it because it, it doesn't... like. It doesn't alienate the consumer who wants to download these levels, take the time to download and play these levels. It doesn't, like, just waste their time. And it forces the creators to actually take their time and build a level that not only is beatable, but that they themselves can successfully beat before they can actually put it online. I, I just think that's the most... I, you couldn't have picked a better way to roll out that system. Like I, that, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Well, and even just going back to the Amiibos for a minute, I know for a while we were really scared that Dark Pit, We Fit Trainer, the Villager. There were a handful of characters, me, tra- me fighters, even where I was like, no, these aren't. Where, where are these ever going to function outside of Smash? Where am I ever going to use my Duck Hunt Amiibo again? And the answer is Super Mario. It's Mario Maker. Because that, that brings me to a point, guys, I did want to get, I did want to discuss a couple of the stories that have come out that you and I haven't gotten a chance to discuss. And the first one of those being that they've announced that there are 70 Amiibo that are supported in this game. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. Like, that's everything that like you could hope for for a game like this like it's it's so customizable down to the point of which character you want even if they've never been in a mario game whatsoever that's so cool to me so cool to me oh man and there's so many i'm really curious and i doubt you can do it but you can edit kind of whenever you want any of these levels and I'm not sure if you can do it. Like, if you upload a level, I can still change the skin to, like, Mario 3. Right? Or is it That set? I'm not clear on. I honestly do not know. Because there's so many, like, you can change how a level is played. Like, just today, a really good example. I was playing on um, something like the Cheese Bridge or whatever in Mario World. It's right before the fourth castle, and there's a secret in it. And the secret is you have to use the cape and dive underneath the goalpost come up under it, and there's a second goalpost behind it, and that's the secret. And I died countless times trying to do this, and after a while I was like, in Mario Brothers 3, it wouldn't have been the cape, it would have been the Tanuki suit. Which means in Super Mario Maker, if this existed, I could make it 10 times easier by just being like, give me the Tanuki suit and I'll flutter. Or give me the uh, new Super Mario Brothers helicopter hat instead. And I don't know if you can plan for that like one of the things i brought up with you the other night was what if i build a level where wall kicks are a function of new super mario brothers and someone decides to change that over to 8-bit mario where you can't wall kick i would have to excuse me i would have to assume based on that logical point that it's not something that you can change on a whim yeah on a level that you didn't create yourself okay that would make sense. Because then you, then exactly like you said, you kind of run yourself into a wall, so to speak. Like, in a, if if you can't wall, if you can't wall jump, then you can't beat the level, and so that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have workarounds, or it's just not even a thing you can do. But it made me really curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's gonna be a wild ride. That game. It can't come soon enough, and I'm so curious what else it'll open up. Like, what's... And also, even outside of what it'll open up, like, I know there's a lot of speculation of, like, maybe a Zelda maker, maybe a Metroid maker, maybe a this, maybe a this, maybe at some point they'll give up... If they're gonna do that, 
it should just be some kind of like DLC. I don't think we need to get all of these different maker games well, for it, these franchises. To my next point, they don't need to ever make a 2D Mario game again. Like in a lot of ways, and I thought about this the other day too, but I'll finish my first point first. Um, where they don't need like the next one they make would need to be so innovative, yeah, and so different. And I don't know if they're gonna do it. And a part of me is curious if maybe this is sort of their sign off of 2D Mario in light of the NX coming and mobile games. Like I wonder if this is kind of their like here's the toolbox. The swan song, so yep. to speak. Like yeah. we this is it. This is That's the a really you know, I through all this time I have not that thought had not occurred to me. So I it would make sense. Right? Why else give everyone who wants to buy this game the tools to make any kind of Mario level they want to make? Because you figure if they were going to make it a franchise, it would have been Super Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker 2 would have introduced Mario 3. Super Mario World Maker would have been World. And the new Super Mario Brothers Maker. If they wanted to franchise this series, they, wouldn't, they put all their cards on the table. Like, the only thing you don't have is Super Mario Brothers 2. Right. Which would be awesome. I would love that a DLC so cool. of them just being like, here you go, pull up some turnips and have a good time. With, I mean, with the way they've been doing DLC these days, I mean, they've been doing a really good job, Nintendo has, so I wouldn't put yeah. it past them to give us something like that. And so uh, there's a part of me that's just kind of like, is this their... Like, it's been good. We have to go focus on Mario Galaxy 3 or whatever the NX Super Mario is going to be. Sunshine or, 2. Right, or Sunshine 2 or whatever their mobile games are going to be. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the other story I wanted to touch on uh, is one that I, I guess flew right flew right by you because you looked very confused when I explained it to you. But Nintendo revealed that basically to unlock all of the creation tools, you have to basically play at least five minutes every day over the course of a little over a week. So basically it's like if you play for five minutes on the first day, like in the level creation section of the game, you play for five minutes the first day, it unlocks the next tier of tools in the second day. Uh, play the second day for at least five minutes, unlocks the third tier, and so on and so forth huh. until it gets to the ninth tier. So or the 10th tier. So basically it takes nine days to unlock every like every set in the creation yeah. tool Do they set. have a logic behind that? Not that I could find. Um, no, I, it, I don't think they, they really talked about the logic behind it. it. To me it seems like, it seems kind of backwards. It's like I've always found that the fun of unlocking things is like in the completing of like challenges while playing the actual game, yeah. not simply using the level editor for five minutes every day for right. a week and a half just to unlock the next day's worth of stuff. It, it, it's so bizarre to me that they're doing this. Like I, I really tried hard to think of like a logical like a good reasoning behind this and i just nothing come, came to me i i really don't know why this is going on it's it's really odd so that's weird right and are they trying like this seems to be something nintendo is sort of doing where like with splatoon they kind of released the game and then slowly added all of this other content right and it almost feels like I don't know what they're trying to do with that. I don't know what they would try to prove with, like, play the game a bit, get more. Play the game a bit, get more. I don't see why you wouldn't just unlock all of it. My other thing is that's not an issue for me because I will play that game oh, nine sure. straight days. No, it's not about it being an issue. It's about the fact that it's like, what if I, why can't I just create a level for two hours on the first day and then all of the other stuff is unlocked? Right. It's... Or just it's, have it all there. Or make me complete challenges in the actual uh, like free created sure. levels that unlocks. The, that now would I be wonder, more fun to me. 
Is it a learning curve thing? Like, do they think maybe, like, give maybe. you a day with this, and then we'll give you a day with this? That's probably, that's the most logical reasoning behind it that I've heard. I, but it still is just bizarre to me. I yeah. really don't quite understand, excuse me, quite understand why. Huh. So that, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know what will go on with that. That's really strange. That's really kind of frustrating, too. Like, it just... It's it's funny to me, like, how many steps forward Nintendo can take, and then there's always something yeah, there's that always... just doesn't sit right with people. And, it, come on, it's not that big of a deal, but... And I don't know how the tiers, like, work, like, what exactly is in each tier, but it seems to me that it's, like, for eight days, there are things I can't use right. to create a level. It just, it doesn't really make sense to me. No, that's really strange. Um, that's really a bummer. Well, I mean, regardless of that, it's, I mean, God, it's probably, that's my only complaint with yeah. the game so far, besides the fact that I don't have it in my hands right now. Right. Everything else about it is just, like, they're I They're hitting it. it out of the park, man. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. They're, they're doing well, so well with the Amiibo support, as we already talked about. Well, between this game, Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U, Mario Kart 8, and really Splatoon, I don't really need anything else if they can continue to support these games the way they have. Like, Mario Kart 8 literally gave you half of the game back. You got half of what Mario Kart 9 could be. Right. Then with Smash... I mean, just the Amiibos alone sort of keep that game alive. Like, I've, that, I've almost been playing that game for a straight year, and they sort of keep... I like what they're doing with that, because they're not really announcing DLC plans. You kind of just wake up one day, and they're like, oh, we added Lucas and Roy if you want it. Yeah. We added Ryu if you want it. Uh, we added some old N64 levels. Go for it. We added a King Karul skin, because... We're dumb, um, but because everyone loves Mii Fighter, and why not dress him up as a character from the 90s that half of our audience no longer remembers? Yeah. Nailed it. Um, and then... But at least they're appealing to Nintendo fans, like, this is old true. and new. Like, this is it's, true. It's, it's, I just it's wanted nice him as a character that, for so long. Oh, no, I know. That's what it is. It, it's nice to see that they're appreciating not only the younger fans, but also crazy dudes like us who have been right. playing games on the Nintendo for over 20 years. So. But then even, like, Splatoon, they keep... Like, I went away for a month, and that game's a completely different game now. Like, they've just added so much right, stuff. Right. And, and Mario Maker is just the gift that keeps on giving. Like, it's gonna come out of the gate with a hundred ready-made levels. Love it. Everyone's gonna be uploading stuff all the time. You can make your own stuff. And there's a part of me that's just like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't like. I could probably. I won't, but I could skip Metal Gear Solid Five. I won't. I don't need to pick up any. Like I have what I need now. Thank you. Like I will continue to buy Metal Gear Solid Five, but I'm gonna yeah. buy it used because I don't want to support that company. Um, Oof, that's a whole nother. That's a whole that's... nother uh, can of worms that we do not have time to get into. Um, before we get out of here, uh, let me just ask you a couple quick questions. Um, sure. What is your most anticipated game for the rest of this year? I mean, for the longest time, it was Mighty Number no. 9. Until <laughs> the art direction has kind of changed, which is strange to me that they sort of just put another coat of paint over it. And now it's delayed again. Because of multi because uh, of online, online bugs hey that just like, scares me dude so here's my i'm getting to this point with kickstarter where about a year ago i was like this is great this has become this bastion of indie games and developers who want to make a new mega man or a new banjo kazooie or a new horror game or whatever it is they can just go and make their own thing totally unencompassed by studios by everyone else it's a game for the fans by the fans with the fans made directly by the creator and it's funded by us and now we're getting to this point where we haven't seen any of the fruits of that labor we've seen shovel knight and that's really the only example of like a kick-started game that's just sort of come out and been amazing and been everything you were promised and it's fine 
-hmm. Everything else kind of seems to either fall to the side or the creators go through whatever it is with Mighty Number no. 9. We'll see what happens with Shenmue 3. Every other horror game seems to run into problems. And I'm just sort of getting to this point where you really start to see, I don't want to say necessary evil, but like there's people who make games and there's people who sit down and they develop games and they tweak and they make it and they try to make it the best they can make it. And then there's someone banging on the door going, we invested a hundred million dollars into this and it needs to be out. Stop turning that screw and go. Yeah. And you can only turn a screw so much before it strips. So let's just get the product out and go. And without that overhead, it kind of just becomes this thing where the guy can be like, no, 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 I want to change the entire art direction. No, 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 add online functionality. No, 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 do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm at a point where I'm like, you promised me a Mega Man game. Why the fuck do I need to be online? Make it look like Mega Man and play like Mega Man and make it Mega Man but call it something else and sign me up. That's yep. what I wanted. That's what, That's what I wanted. gave you money to do. Yep. Why is this taking you two years? Mega Man 2 was made as a night project yep. by a team 20 years ago. That's, that's, so yeah. come on. like, And we'll see. Maybe it'll come out and I'll do a 180. But the point is, now I think my most anticipated game is Mario Maker. I think we're at that point. Um, Mine's still got to be Fallout 4. Oh, that's I right. cannot wait to sink all kinds of time that I don't have into that game. Oh, like, man. I'm just so excited. It's going to be so good. I had another question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, how are you liking the Switch? You made the Switch recently. You yeah. You made that after, my, uh, uh, after we went on our hiatus. So I, yeah. You switched from the old Microsoft Xbox, Xbox One to the PS4. To PS4. Uh, so, yeah, my Xbox One about a year ago, a few months after launch the disk drive kind of gave out. And super easy, Microsoft's really good about that because they seem to keep making products that demand that they be really good about it. Uh, send it in, they send it back, and it worked fine. And when The Witcher 3 came out, it stopped, the disk drive shut down again. And I put in another game and it didn't work, and I put in a DVD and it didn't work, and then I tried to just load up a game off the hard drive. Because a part of me was like, I can work around a bust up disk drive. I can just download all my games from now until the end of time and never have to deal with anything else. Um, and those didn't work either. And I kind of just said, screw it, and traded it in and got the PS4. And it's fine. I'm not like... I was really expecting, as somebody who... I had a PS2... I got a PS3 for Metal Gear Solid 4, and I never really played it after that. I played The Last of Us, and that was sort of it. It was my Blu-ray player. Um, and you hear all of this stuff about PlayStation Plus is so much better than Games for Gold, and PlayStation Plus this, and this, and this, and this, and you constantly get all these amazing games, and it's always these amazing deals, and maybe I've just come in at a few slower months, but I'm kind of just like, this is what Games for Gold was. It's sort of the same ballpark of games at the same discounted rate. Um, the I do, I worlds more like this controller. I've never been a big fan of the DualShock. I really do like this one. I think I liked the operating system on the Xbox One more. I that I would definitely agree with, and I felt like the I felt like just online connectivity was definitely stronger. It yeah. is definitely stronger. I I don't know why I'm speaking in the past tense I still have my Xbox One but yeah I mean online play is definitely stronger on the Xbox Xbox but I love a PlayStation you just need to download the right games man you need to yeah. download Rocket League you need to download Well and I think too this is like we've talked about this a lot where first party games like at least like AAA ones it sort of now just comes down to Halo and Uncharted like, it was one of those things where I got my PS4 and then I was like, what fun exclusives can I play? The Order? That sucked. Uh, God of War 3? Again? Pass. Final Fantasy X? Fun, but I played it ten years ago. The Last of Us? I just played. It's amazing, but I just beat it two years ago. And then I was like, so... And it's, it's weird, because there are still so many console wars of I'm better and you're better and us versus them... And as somebody who's kind of been on both sides now, I'm sort of just like, 
it's fine. Both sides are perfectly fine. They're both sort of offering the same deal. But at the end of the day, you're playing your Wii U more than either. This of is true. This is that's a good point, and that's mainly just because right now, well, I mean, when Batman was out in The Witcher Three, I was not playing my Wii U as much. Um, so it really just depends on what games are out now. Like yeah. when Halo Five comes out, I'll probably find a way to play it, and I'll go. That'll be my favorite system. When Uncharted comes out, I'm sure I'll be like, PS4 is the best thing that's ever been made. Um, when Mario Maker comes out, I'll be like, I wish the Wii U had more AAA titles because then it would be the only system I would need. Like, it's really just whatever's in my hand at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's when you really, sure. like, dig down into it, everyone's kind of offering you the same deal. And every all the complaints people had about the Xbox One are getting better. They're getting more indie content, which was really the only thing people were mad about. All of the other, the DRM stuff and all that is so far in the past that if that's even a factor in you buying a system, I don't know what you've been doing for the last two years. Um, and that's, yeah, but it's fine. All right. I'm not like, screw the Xbox, never again. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's another high process. I, I think it looks nicer. Yeah. I will say that. Definitely. I was just curious. I hadn't really talked to you about it. I know you've had it for a couple months now, so I was yeah. just curious as to your thoughts about it. Well, guys, that's gonna do it for uh, for episode ten of the new and hopefully improved two-player yes. split screen. You will be able to find this as always uh, Tuesday afternoons on iTunes on pretty much every one of and now on your YouTube. big podcast services, and yeah. Um, and probably, I would say, 24 hours at most later yeah. on YouTube, maybe? Yeah. I'll start editing it tonight. It'll be up. Oh. It won't take me that long to cut this together. All right. Well, so probably you'll find it, find it the next day on, uh, on YouTube.com slash 2 players screen. Yeah. So, yeah. That's going to do it, man. So for Blake Schultz... Later, guys. Tyler Berry, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah.